Welcome to the Who to Thunk It podcast. This is your host, Zeb, as always. This is the 77th episode of the Who to Thunk It, and this is going to be about a, a true life hero. But before we get into that, um, I want you to hear Shannon's recommendation segment for this episode. So take it away, honey. Hi, everybody. This is Shannon, Zeb's fiance. I'll be doing the recommendations section for the podcast uh, this week. Um, This week, I wanted to recommend a local place for brunch. So for those of you who are not from the Pittsburgh area, if you're ever visiting, you can check it out. For those of you who are in the Pittsburgh area, it's in a local shady sign. The name of the brunch place is called Acorn. That's A-C-O-R-N. Um, like I said, it's in Shadyside. Zeb and I have been exploring brunch places in the city uh, because it's one of the things that we both love so much is brunch. Um, we went to this place on a whim because we were looking to get some bagels, but maybe not your traditional bagel from Brugger's or something like that. Um, we ended up walking around in Shadyside and ended up at Acorn, and they were the only place that didn't need a reservation. So Seb and I ended up going here. Um, I ended up with a bagel and lox, which was super delicious. And Zeb ended up with a short rib hash, uh, which was eggs, short rib, all over potatoes. So super good. Um, we also enjoyed coffee and mimosas, which were great. Um, also, you know, if you guys have not been to Shadyside, you really need to check that out. There's all kinds of shopping down there, meals, restaurants. It's a nice kind of cultured area. Um, lots of exploring to do within the city of Pittsburgh. So again, my recommendation this week is for a restaurant called Acorn. They do brunch and dinner. Um, I'm recommending their brunch. I'm sure they have great dinner as well. I guess you guys will have to check it out and see. Thanks so much. Enjoy the podcast. All right. Thank you, honey, for that um, recommendation segment. Now, for the main event of this episode, um, this is about, this is titled The Savior, Shavarsh Karapachin, um, to avoid mispronouncing his last name. I'll be referring to him as first name mostly, Shavarsh. Uh, which that is the right way to say it, I'm pretty sure. To get in, let's go over a definition here. Merriam-Webster defines heroism as heroic conduct, especially as exhibited in fulfilling a high purpose or attaining a noble end. And I thought that was fitting because this episode's about a true hero. In 1953, Armenia, back when it was the Armenian Soviet Socialist Republic, part of the Soviet Union, a boy was born. His name was Shavarsh Karapachin, or Karapachin. And in 1964, his family moved to uh, Yerevan. It is the capital and largest city of Armenia and one of the world's oldest continuously inhabited cities, which I always find interesting. Cities that have been around for thousands of years. Really cool. This is one of them. Shavarsh attended school as a child, but when it came to choose his career path, he chose auto mechanics. He went to a tech school and to learn the trade of how to basically fix automobiles. Witnessing Shavarsh's athleticism on a regular basis, his friends and families convinced him um, to learn how to swim, and he was was a natural. He was really good at swimming, um, and he was breaking all kinds of people's minds, blowing up the swimming scene, but then he later set his sights on fin swimming specifically. Fin swimming is when you put those big black rubber fins on your feet and use them to swim like a mermaid. Sometimes you have one fin on each foot. Sometimes it's just one fin put together like a mermaid tail. 
Um, pretty pretty cool. I have some pictures on the blog if you'd like to check that out. Just two years after putting on his feet or his fins, first set of fins, Shavars became the European champion of fin swimming. So just two years. It took him two years, and he was the European champion, which is pretty dang impressive. Um, then in 1975 to 1976, Shavar served in the Soviet Air Defense Forces, so he was also a serviceman. So he's, you know, pretty good athleticism to be in the service. You have to keep a good level of, of uh, phys- physical fitness, and he's, all, you know, already the fin swimming champion of Europe. During his career as a fin swimmer, Shavar Skorepichin set 11 fin swimming world records, He claimed victory in 17 world championships, won 13 European championships, and it is safe to say Shavarsh, he could swim like a fish. But that's not what made him famous, you know? And it's kind of, oh, wow, all those championships, that's not what made him famous. Uh, That isn't that hard to believe. Even Even though he won all those world championships at fin swimming and he was arguably the best fin swimmer on the planet at the time, that doesn't mean he's automatically famous. I mean, think about it. Could you name one fin swimmer other than Shavarsh that I just told you about? You can't because you just don't know fin swimmers. Um, it's a cool feat and all, but I'll bet you cannot name one single fin swimmer right now looking at, without looking it up on your phone, and you probably can't even name one world champion swimmer minus Michael Phelps because everyone knows, knows Michael Phelps. But seriously, that doesn't make him famous. What made him famous would make him be the topic of tiny little podcast is that uh, his true acts of heroism that he actually did in real life. So in 1974, Shavars was on his way back home to the city of Yerevan. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. But you know me, my pronunciations are terrible. I tried looking up on Forvo how to pronounce his name. Couldn't find it, um, unfortunately. But he was on his way back to Yerevan. He was on a bus there and he had over 30 passengers on the bus with him. And when the bus driver realized something was wrong with his bus, like something was wrong with the engine, uh, on a steep hill, he departed the bus to try and fix the issue. That is when the bus began to drift downhill with no driver, which is not good. Shavars had to jump to attention and to take action. He broke the drive, broke the, the window that lets you into the driver's seat, and he steered the bus into safety to avert tragedy, basically, which is pretty neat. And but you know pretty awesome but that's the smaller one he did in 1976 september 16th of 1976 uh this merited master of sports of the ussr and 11 time fin swimming world champion was training when he witnessed something that would put his swimming skills to better use than any other swimming feat before while jogging alongside yerevan lake with his brother kamo um also a fin swimmer krepichin uh, had just completed his usual distance of 20 kilometers, 12 miles. Uh, you know, just a 12-mile run, no biggie. Uh, something I definitely could not do myself. Uh, he's, so he's running his 12 miles. He's just finishing it. He's running along the lake with his brother, Camo. And when all of a sudden he heard this really loud crash in the distance. And he saw a sinking trolley bus filled with like 92 people and had gone out of control and fallen uh, from a damn wall into water. <clears throat> The trolley bus lay at the bottom of the reservoir, uh, some 25 meters or 80 feet offshore at a depth of about 10 meters. That's like 33 feet, 33 feet down and about 88 or 80 feet offshore. That's really far. 33 feet. If you've ever gone to like a a big uh, pool or something like that, you would know that usually they only go down to like 12 feet. This is very deep. Shavar swam to it and 
and through the 13 degrees Celsius water, that's about 55 degrees Fahrenheit. So it's pretty cold. And despite conditions of almost zero visibility due to the silt rising from the bottom, he broke the back window with his legs of the bus to get into it. The trolley bus was crowded. It carried 92 passengers, and Shavar started bringing people up from the bottom of the lake to his waiting brother, who was waiting on the surface with a boat he found and was now using to bring Shavar's rescued to shore. So that's immediately the two brothers came up with a way to save people. Shavars, the world champion fin swimmer, was going to swim down and get them. His brother came out, got on like this tiny little dinghy boat, and was bringing his rescued to shore. Um, so really quick thinking, really amazing, both of them actually. Although Shavars was quickly losing strength, he kept rescuing as many people as he could. Think about that. You're swimming 33 feet down to get each person, and you're dragging a person up. If you've ever had to haul weight in water, like you might be a good swimmer, but it's so much more difficult with a person in your arms. Due to the murky water and delirium from the exhaustion, one of his dives to save somebody resulted in him bringing a bus seat cushion to the surface. He mistook the cushion for a person. And years later in interviews, he said that the seat cushion gave him nightmares of regret. He regretted wasting time and not being able to save one more person. So um, it's kind of tragic. The doctors at the local hospital assumed the crash victims were being attended to by a professional search and rescue crew. They couldn't believe all those people were being saved by a single swimmer uh, with the help of his brother. After bringing in unbelievable 46 of the 92 passengers to the surface, his brother Camo told him Shavars, there's no point in diving down there anymore. The exhausted Shavars asked why, and he, his brother pointed out, it's been over 20 minutes, There's, they're already dead. There's, there was nobody left. They had already been down underwater for more than 20 minutes. Nobody can survive that. They just couldn't find their way out. Crashing a bus, it's murky, it's filled with people. It's a horrible, horrible situation. Out of the 46 people that Shavars was able to bring to the surface, they think about 20 people survived. They weren't sure that it was 20 because a lot of the people that were first brought up just sort of simply walked away. They didn't stay at the crash site, some of them. Without Shavars and his brother, it is likely that no one would have survived this ordeal. It wasn't until 45 minutes after the crash that the trolley bus was towed out of the water. So 45 minutes, no one would have made it. By then, Shavars was lying unconscious on the ground when the rescue crew showed up. The combined effect of multiple lacerations from the glass shards led to Shavars' hospitalization for 45 days as he developed pneumonia and sepsis. Subsequent lung complications prevented Shavars from continuing his sports career. You get lung problems, you can't be a world champion swimmer anymore. It's pretty, pretty simple. Now, legal systems aren't perfect, and Shavars' achievement was not immediately recognized. All related photos were kept at the district attorney's office and were only published two years later. It was years until the story of the 1976 trolley bus crash was picked up by the press. But when it was, Shavars said in, inter in interviews that uh, he didn't want any big rewards because, in his words, anyone else in, his anyone else in my situation would have done the same thing. He was awarded the Medal for the Salvation of Drowning and the Order of the Badge of Honor, his name became a household name in the USSR on October 12, 1982, when, uh, I'm trying to pronounce this, Komsomolovskia Pravda published the article in his feat entitled The Underwater Battle of the Champion. The 
The publication revealed that he was the rescuer and received about 60,000 letters from people um, who were just very thankful that he was there that day. If that true story wasn't enough to pull your heartstrings, on February 19th, 1985, just a couple years, is about nine years after the trolleybus incident, Shavars, you know, now not a swimmer anymore. His injuries from saving those people in the trolleybus, he's not a swimmer anymore. So nine years later, he's just a guy with a job. And it just happened to be near a burning building um, that had people trapped inside. He rushed in without thinking, and he started pulling people out without a second thought. Once again, he was badly hurt, severe burns on his body, all up and down his body, and he spent a long time in the hospital recovering. He was awarded the UNESCO, the UNESCO Fair Play Award for his heroism. So this guy averted tragedy three times, tried to save as many people as he could. The trolley bus one is really, out of 92 people, they think only maybe 20 people survived. That's really tragic. But without Shavarsh, no one would have survived. And that's the thing about heroism, heroes. You know, I watch a lot of, I read a lot of comic books. I watch a lot of stuff about heroes and and what they say is heroes, they just, without thinking about it, makes no sense. They, they themselves may not be able to help the situation at all, but what makes a hero a hero is doesn't matter. Logic doesn't play into it. Someone needs help, they move. Javarsh and his brother, I would say, they, they took action right away. You know what I mean? They didn't, they didn't hesitate. They didn't think, oh, can I even help them? Is there something I can even do? You know, if I, you know other swimmers might look at that trolley bus and think, what am I supposed to do? How am I? There's no way I can break that glass. He didn't even think. He swam down. He broke the glass. He got the people. And he beats himself up that he wasn't able to save everyone, which would have been impossible, okay? I just, that's a true hero. Nowadays, the 68-year-old Shavarsh Grepichin um, has grown quite the substantial beer gut, as anyone would do. He's almost 70, uh, which I, it's quite, it's quite uh, impressive, his beer gut. I got pictures on the blog. He's still adored by his fellow countrymen for his acts of bravery. The main belt asteroid 3027 Shavarsh in 1978, discovered by Nikolai Chernik at the Crimean Astrophysical Observatory, was named after him, approved by the MPC in September 1986. So he has an asteroid belt named after him. He moved to Moscow, where he founded a shoe company called Second Breath. He regularly visits Armenia and Shavarsh took part in the 2014 Winter Olympics torch relay for the second stage of the run. He was past the torch in Moscow and carried it towards uh, Krasnogorsk. (laughs) The next day, he carried the torch for a second time. He also stated in interviews, I was carrying the torch for Russia and for Armenia. So if you know a little bit about Armenia's history, um, they they like their individualism, but they, they also identify with Russia at some point. So... I just, not a very long podcast and not that much to his story. A lot of stuff was hard to um, to get a lot of facts on it. Not that many sources. Not that well-known of a story. That's why I thought it was important that real heroes do exist. That's the main point I wanted to make for this episode. Shavarsh is one of them. He's still alive today. People still like to interview him and talk to him because true her- heroism is hard to come by and he has it he re three times he just acted he didn't you know the first one when he swayed the bus he was in away from tragedy someone could argue he was trying to save himself but the other two times no he put his life at severe risk 
to save the lives of others when most people would have thought that's hopeless. No way. He saved people from drowning in a bus and he saved people from burning in a building. That's amazing. So, anyway, hope you liked it, Hooter Thunkers. Um, hope you listen in next week for the Hooter Thunker podcast. And I'll check you later, guys. Bye.